Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. Welcome to episode three of Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. I've called it Just Do It, for reasons that I hope will become obvious. And I'm going to start with a quote. That's becoming a bit of a trend. I think I've started everyone with a quote. But I love my inspirational quotes. And this one is by the absolutely fantastic motivational speaker, Mr. Les Brown, who, I have to add, I have had the pleasure of meeting and speaking with. Here he is. The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem or determined to carry out their dream. And it's true, isn't it? We're all in our 50s, 60s, 70s now, and I bet every one of us can think of at least one thing, one opportunity that we didn't take, that we wish we had taken, something that we should have tried that we didn't try. So that's what today's episode is about. Just do it. Here's the first of this week's handy hints. Now, you will look a little bit crazy doing this, especially if someone peeps in through the window, and you might feel a bit crazy as well, but it works. If you've got to tackle a job that you dislike, I don't know, say, cleaning the bathroom, put a smile on your face, and in your head, keep repeating, I love cleaning bathrooms. Oh, it gives me such satisfaction to see a lovely, sparkly, clean bathroom afterwards. I know, it's a bit balmy, but try it. Doesn't half make the task go quicker. I have been talking this week to Claire Cahill. She's a wife and mum to three boys, an award-winning executive confidence and leadership coach in her business, Accendo Coaching and Training, as well as being a published author. Today, she's going to share her story and hope to inspire you to take action and just do it, whatever it may be. I hope you enjoy this interview with Claire. It covers some very relevant transitions that we're all making emotionally and in our personal lives. There were some sound problems. Please ignore them if you can. We had very low bandwidth and then when I came to edit it, for some reason, my computer didn't want to know. So it's a bit rough around the edges quality-wise, but stick with it. As I mentioned, I've got the lovely Claire Cahill here and we've got some questions for you, Claire. 
you had a 29-year corporate career, but it wasn't ticking all your boxes. So what on earth gave you the courage to make the leap from that long, successful career to going it alone? So I suppose that urge had been ticking away for quite a while whilst I'd been running my business alongside my employed work. And earlier this year, I had the opportunity to take a six-week loyalty sabbatical. So I grabbed the bull by the horns and took the opportunity. And during that six weeks sabbatical, I just focused on all the things that I really love and that I was passionate about. And it was only when that time was coming to an end that I started to feel quite sick and anxious about returning back to work. And I just thought, do you know what? Now is the time to make the leap. I've yeah. got the courage um, to do it. My health is my wealth. And if I don't do it now, when will I do it? Because as soon mm -hmm. as I go back into that environment, I'm going to be that hamster back in the wheel again. Yeah, yeah. I noticed you said you, you, feel, you felt sick and anxious about going back. Did you know that you felt like that or was it only when you'd come out of it and had time to reflect on what went on there sort of thing? Yeah, I suppose it wasn't until I took that time out and completely switched off from work that I realised that I was probably burned but not because I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time and coping it was my normality mm. so it was quite normal to do a full-time job in four yeah. days a week be a wife a mum to two boys run my business that was normality mm. um, and it's only then when I stopped the full-time job in four days that I realized actually how I've been doing, what I've been doing for as long as I've been doing without burning out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you say, you just keep going, don't you? And it's only yeah. when you stop and you reflect that you realise that things could be different. That's right. Yeah. That's and so what did you discover about yourself along the way? What, you know, when you took your six-week sabbatical, what do you think changed um, I suppose I just suddenly got a love for life. I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with my children, doing the school run, having the headspace mm. to do homework with them. I enjoyed having the freedom to go out and network with like-minded people that all inspired, encouraged and had this desire for me to be the best version of myself um and you know i suppose i realized that actually i'm stronger than what i gave myself credit for right yeah so you've discovered all aspects of your personality that you liked and you would like to develop yeah i you know yeah. I, I realized just how funny i could be mm. um and, you know, and I didn't realise that that humour existed in me um, because I'd got so much going on in my head. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't allow that creative space, um, which is actually what makes me happy and gives me joy. Yeah, I suppose that was the, the thing that I discovered about myself, actually. I can be logical, but I can be really creative. And when I tap into that creative side, that's when magical things yeah. happen. Yeah, I think that's just 
life, isn't it? When you start off as a teenager, you've got all these aspects to your personality. So you get overwhelmed by marriage, mortgage, career, and doing what you should do rather than what you'd like to do. <laughs> so I think your personality does get buried. And um, it sounds like that six weeks was sort of the best decision ever, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And have your family and friends noticed any difference in you? Um, yeah, and I suppose it's been different. So um, my husband and children have noticed how much more energy I've got, but I'm also enjoying just being present. Mm. And I'll take time out to sit, relax, show a genuine interest in what they're doing, um, enjoy snuggle time um, and, you know, enjoy my guilty pleasures. Mm. Um, but, but on the flip side, um, my husband's also noticed how vulnerable I've been at times and how insecure I've quite, how I felt um, and how I probably needed him in very different ways to what I've needed him before. And that's brought with it challenge, but it's also made us both realise that our marriage is really strong and stable and we can have those conversations and I can be myself and be vulnerable on occasions and you know not be as positive with life as what I normally am and that it's okay to have a bad day yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it was interesting because I think you know my mum was quite nervous about me giving up work because she thought about um, you know well how are you going to mortgage what you know all that security is gone and you know a lot of my family values came to fruition but it was also those family values that were keeping me stuck where I was for so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was yeah. about having that, those difficult conversations about, you know what, that, that has served me well for a length of time, but I now need to do something about mm -hmm. it. And not everybody deals with change in the same way. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been mindful of that. Yeah, yeah. I think what you say about vulnerability is so true because when you're in a corporate career, you, you can't afford to show that you're vulnerable. And you do sort of put on a mask. And when yeah. you no longer have to do that, it kind of changes your personality, I think. Because, yeah, like your husband noted, you've you become more vulnerable. Um, and it's okay to show your feelings. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it's, it's quite hard yeah. accepting that yeah. that is okay. And there's been times where, you know, I've actually felt quite comfortable to cry in front of the children and the children have shown, you know, genuine concern for, you know, are you okay, mummy? And I'm, and it's like, yeah, I absolutely am. And this is yeah. all just part of the change and the transition um, yeah. and okay. Um, and I suppose, yeah, that's been the difference. We've just had those operations as a family because they're going through the change at the same time as me um, and we're all experiencing different things mm -hmm. which is good and healthy yeah yeah but when you do have these times when you you're not okay how long do the last do you, how do you get yourself back on track how do you get yourself re-motivated 
Um, I journal every day. Um, so I'll typically look at what's gone well today. Why has it gone well? What do I need to do more of tomorrow? What's gone so well? And why has it not gone so well? If I've had positive, empowering thoughts throughout the day, what have those been? Um, and if I've had negative thoughts, how can I then reframe them quicker tomorrow? Mm. Because, you know, we're all human beings. We all have thoughts throughout the day. And so I found that really, really useful to write that down and capture it. I've also not been afraid to have conversations very quickly with the people that I've needed conversations with. So if I have needed support, encouragement, a simple well done, I've asked for that from my mm -hmm. husband and also making sure that I'm networking with like-minded people who can give me that support and encouragement. And those yeah. networks have been so valuable. Yeah, I think networks is what changed it for me because for about 18 months, I was trying to make things work, make my business work online, but I was working on my own and just in Facebook forums. That was the most networking I did. And it was only when I started getting out and talking to people and you find out that it's okay to ask for help. And yeah. nobody know, quite knows what they're doing. <laughs> We're all working it in some way. And it's nice to meet people. Like you're saying, you make friendships and connections and it just spurs you on. It gives you that feeling of, you know, belonging, which That's is right. hard when you're at working sort of as a solo entrepreneur. It is a big sort of, oh, can I do this? And um, in most cases, yes, you can. <laughs> I think that was one of the big challenges. Suddenly, I felt really lonely mm. because I'd always had a team of people around me. And I think that's where I realised I'm actually stronger sometimes than what I give myself credit for. And mm -hmm. it's from being in that lonely place and that vulnerable place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you get to trust yourself more, I suppose, don't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a great believer now in intuition. Um, whereas before I might do things because it's the right thing to do. Now I trust myself to so, oh, I don't think that's right. And then I won't do it. And it's just nice to have that freedom as well and confidence to know that you can trust your to it your intuition. You wrote a book as well, didn't you, Claire? You, when did you do that? Was that when you were still employed? Or have you done that? Is that part of what you've done since? No, that was when I was still employed. So I launched and published my book in December 2016. And the book's called Empowering Employee Engagement, How to Ignite Your Team for Peak Performance. And the reason why I wrote that was I um, seized an opportunity in my employed role to take a team of disengaged employees on a journey of self-discovery. So I put all nine employees in one team um, and what, what the business um, gave me the freedom to do was to either encourage them to leave the business because actually the role wasn't for them and um, explore alternative um, roles or to reignite them back into the business and right. to start 
prospering within the business. So failure is never an option for Claire Cahill. So I didn't want any of these nine employees to leave. So they were all reignited back into the business. They all stayed within the business. And since 2016, some have now left but they've actually left to follow the path that they were destined to follow. Right. Others have been promoted in the business. Others have taken a promotion and then decided, actually, that's not for me and I'm going to step down. So all of those case studies gave me the material to write and publish my own book. And I suppose my desire to write and publish my own book from childhood of always having to work hard to get the exam grades that I got and always thinking that whatever I did wasn't good enough and what I wanted to do was prove to my children that actually you can achieve anything that you want in life if you set your mind to it yeah, yeah. and if you thought you really about and that was really why I decided to write and publish my own book prove to myself and them that actually it doesn't matter what qualifications you've got it doesn't matter whether you've had to work hard or not if there's something burning inside of you just do it yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's in. this it's this um ability to inspire people and draw the best out of people but you've now taken on as your own business haven't you you've taken all that expertise and put it into practice for yourself yeah that's right yeah yeah just before we wind up, Claire, I have a little question. If the younger teenage Claire could see you now, what do you think she'd be proud of and what do you think she'd wish she'd done differently? Okay, I think that she would be proud that I'm doing what I love despite the challenges and I think what she would have wished I'd have done differently is made the decision to just do it sooner and almost mm -hmm. trust that when you take that leap of faith the net will catch you yes yeah I love that <laughs> and on that lovely note lovely positive note um I'd like to say thank you to you thanks for taking time out in your busy week to have a chat um, we did have a few problems with the bandwidth here on Zoom, so I hope it hasn't spoiled our conversation. But I'm going to include in the show notes a couple of links to Claire's work, so that if anybody is interested and wants to have a look further at what you do, they can do that. And is there anything that you want to, to give us, a website or anything like that? Yeah, so my website is www.ascendocoaching.co.uk and um, everything about me is on the, uh, the workshops that I do, one-to-one -one work that I do with my clients. There's also links to how you can purchase a book on there as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for taking time out. <laughs> well, thank you. And we hope to get the chance to talk to you again sometime. Thank you, Claire. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to Claire. She's proof that when you're doing what you love rather than what you think you're supposed to do, it changes your whole outlook on life and your whole personality. 
So I hope it inspired you to get out there and just do it. Before we go, here is the second of today's handy hints. Here's a tip for when you need to make those little decisions. You know, like if you're at a party and you want to dance, but nobody else is on the dance floor. Or you're in a meeting and you want to say something, but you wonder whether you should. Those kind of situations. Well, this is from Mel Robbins. I'm going to put a link in the comments below. This is a really handy little tip. As soon as the idea pops into your head, count five, four, three, two, one, do it. And in that time, you make the process from thinking about it to action before your brain's got chance to sabotage the idea and say, no, let's not. Try it. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available across several platforms, so please keep listening. There are relevant links below in the show notes, along with links to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at gurgleit.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-I-A at G-U-R-G-L-E-I-T dot com. Or just leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Oh, P.S. Can you do a P.S. on here? Well, I've done it anyway. Don't forget to send in any hints and tips, life hacks that you want to share with us. Just record your voice message at www.anchor.fm forward slash ddl50 forward slash messages i still can't say it see you soon